Hey folks, welcome to another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley Kay. Thank you so much for joining us again. You already know what I'm about to say because we only have these type of guests. We have a fire guest joining us today like fire. We're going to get a whole lot of nuggets from Wanda Jackson. Wanda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Shirley. I'm really excited to join you today. I appreciate you joining us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself um, before we begin our entire conversation. Well, um, I'm a human resources executive. I've worked for the National Urban League actually for over 20 years um, and have worked in other places before that. Um, But I've done human resources for mostly my entire career. I'm um, a community involved woman. And so I've I've chaired the the Girl Scouts of Nassau County Board, served on our community college board in the county in which I live um, and some some other boards related to economic development in um, Southeast Queens in, in New York, where I grew up. And so definitely a, a community involved woman who wants to make a difference and somebody who does all the things she needs to do at work too. Listen, she is our type of When Women Speak podcast guest. And as usual, When Women Speak with Shirley Kay is sponsored by Life on Power in the brand. What if she knew she was powerful? So, Mona, we're going to get right into this. Wanda, what does it mean to you when you hear the statement, find her voice? You know, I, I think about that from the perspective of people evolving and growing all the time. And every life experience that you have helps you find your voice. Hopefully you're able to kind of reflect on them, reflect on the impact, reflect on, on things you may want to do differently, but, but continually to think about, you know, life and, and, it, and the experiences you have and the impact those things have on you really, I think, help you find your voice. And you said something that says, hopefully, hopefully you're able to reflect on them. And as soon as you said that, what it reminded me of is that, you know, we tend to be on this fast pendulum sometimes, go and go and go, check off, check off and check off. But if we don't reflect on them, then how do we know what we learned from them? That's what I think I heard when you said, hopefully we got a chance to reflect on them. I do think it's about the going, going, going. And it's it's the whole, you know, put your mask on first. And sometimes, you know, because women are taking care of other people and, and, and worrying about the totality of, of their family or, or the teams that they manage or their careers, they just perhaps don't take the time to put the mask on first so they can reflect and think about what's important to them, who they want to be, where they want to go. And, and just as you said, how do they find their voice? We started off this way. We always start off family. We started off on fire. Wanda, thank you for that. Um, Because it's easy to just have the conversation and say we have all these experiences um, and not really pay attention to what those experiences are and put our mask on first. That's what it means to stop. Put our mask on first. Here we go. Wanda, you know, to find our voice and to understand about putting our mask on and um, reflecting over life experiences, there is a time when we had to discover our voices. So my next inquiry to you is, can you share in that with our audience a voiceless experience that you have had, whether it's in the past, something that was recent, but share when you've had a voiceless experience? Sure. You know, I think... Um... 
when you walk into an unfamiliar place, whether it's the workplace or, or a board that I might belong on or someplace where you need to take a moment to figure out exactly where you are and, and who the players are and, and what's actually going on in the room and taking a moment to, to try to figure out how to position yourself. And so to some extent, that could lend you voiceless for, for a moment or, or a time because you just want to make sure to some extent that you show up right and 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 not say something that, that may be inappropriate. And so you really kind of have to think about where you are. And um, I was looking at an article in, in Forbes, it's the McKinsey and the uh, uh, Lean In study that's related to Black women in the workplace. Yes. And it talked, it, it talked a little bit about... Um, having to be a chameleon and so maybe that that that's when you're voiceless it's it's about you you making that change from one thing to the next and it you know sh- showing up the right way and, and that's a hard thing and and you know it, it goes back to you know imposter syndrome and all those other kind of things but but you got to figure out where you are and what room you're in and so sometimes you might be voiceless for a moment while you figure that out so that means that it's okay that if you if you are voiceless for that moment and you're figuring it out, because I think that's where the anxiety lies and that's where the unsureness lies. That I should not be, I should I should just should not be voiceless because when I walked in the room, I thought I belonged in the room. Um, all, all the letters behind my name, all the things I've already done. There's no way I should be voiceless. So I, what I think I heard you say is it's okay to experience the voiceless experience too. And I think people will experience that. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that everybody walks boldly into every room they go into. Sometimes you got to really figure out where you are and what's going on, especially if you want to make an impact. And so you're not speaking um, just for the sake of, of, of having a sound bite in the room. You really want to make sure that you're making a difference and what you're saying is something that's impactful or will move the conversation forward. And so have, it, it kind of goes back to my comment about reflection. Um, so going back to reflecting, um, that that's the thing. You know, you want to really reflect on on what's going on. So you don't want to be voiceless, but you do want to figure out exactly what's going on and how you might be able to respond. In that analogy of being a chameleon, um, even a chameleon needs those seconds to to change into whatever the next um, place that that particular animal or a person is changing into. So they do need that resting time. And um, I don't know. I just heard something that the audience that I don't know if you caught it from Wanda. She said, you're just not in the room for the sake of having a sound bite in the room. Like that is fire for this show. So it's the reason why it's okay to be voiceless and take a moment is so that you actually impact. And even if you only have one sentence, five words, two words, three words, if it impacts and it contributes, you get the opportunity to be quiet for the rest of the time frame. If that's all you needed to do. I, I, I'll give you a, a little example. I, I belong to a women's group with some other women. And, and you know, the, some of the stuff that I might share is HR tidbits. And so I talked a little bit about, uh, we were talking about culture. And so Peter Drucker has this quote that um, culture eats strategy for lunch. And so, my group was having a, a year-end reflection on the things that impacted you with other members. And one of the other members said to me, you know, she, Wanda didn't really say a whole lot about this, but I, th- I reflected on it and thought about it after she said it, that culture eats strategy for lunch. And so again, that, that's about um, 
kind of making an impact with the thing that you needed to say. And so whatever, and I don't remember the entire conversation. A more um, more recent conversation was her telling me what an impact that made on her that day. Um, but, you know, you have to be mindful of what it is that you're going to say and, and why it matters in the room that you're in. And I've heard that because the audience knows that um, my career, Wanda, is human resources. So they get that HR stuff every now and again on these shows. But Culture East Strategy for, working, strategy for Lunch, I've stopped my first or second or third time hearing it because I've heard that and read that before in the HR community. But there's only four words. There's only four mm-hmm. words. Exactly. But but it's it's something so impactful, especially yeah. you know people in the workplace. You think about where you work, you think about the culture in, in which you work, and and you think about how many times something may have been launched and wasn't as successful as one may have hoped. And uh-huh. sometimes it, it is a culture thing that kind of stopped it. And so it, again, we were having a, 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 a we have it's a peer kind of advisory conversation amongst the women that were in the group. And um, that's just a tip that I shared based on the frustration point she was having. And again, it really is just um, having a voice in that conversation and you don't have to say much. Sometimes it's not um, how much you say, it's what you're saying. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. You're just not in the room for a soundbite. And that's only four words and you impacted her. And I can go on and on and go into, I can go down a rabbit hole about culture and strategy, but we're not going to go there. We're going to continue on audience with what we came here to do with our When Women Speak podcast. <laughs> and Wanda, why should the voices of women and their values even matter in whether it be workplace, careers, relationships, why should we pay attention to and know that the voices of women and their voices matter? think it's about intuition oh I think women are very intuitive they're very thoughtful about what's going on the way that that uh other folks just don't do it and so that intuition I think is the key to all of it that they kind of pick up the signals they kind of begin to understand what's going on in the room and and take a step back and, and perhaps can give insights that other folks just are not able to do that other folks are just not able to do, that intuition. Observe insight, yes. intuition. You know, that's a secret weapon for the person that's looking farther ahead, farther ahead than most people. And maybe it's our, our mother's intuition, whether we birthed a child or not, we were born with it. Maybe it's that. We're always looking for a way to keep um, people safe, to keep our space safe. Um, those things that are important to us for it to be safe. Maybe that's it. But intuition, if you think about it, it's a secret weapon. It is. And sometimes, you know, women are, are, are intuitive and they think and and sometimes they're not leading with their gut, like my gut feeling. I, I'm, I'm really trying to think through this a little bit before I react. And sometimes that makes a big difference, the gut feeling that Sometimes it gets you where you need to go, and sometimes it, it leads you t- kind of into an impasse or a roadblock. Mm-hmm. You didn't think it through. So the intuition, I think, is a secret weapon. Yeah. And I haven't heard of it that way before as well, intuition being a secret weapon. But as you responded to that, that's exactly what I think it is. That's exactly what we bring to the table, even when we're just reflecting 
um, we're, we're really thinking on what are we really doing here, even when we're just reflecting at that table. So our silence doesn't mean that we're voiceless all the time. It just seems like we're voiceless because we're getting ready to drop a bomb most of the time. Most of the time, all the time, some of the time. <laughs> and, you know, it's, 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 it's hard, depending on, on the culture that you're in, if it's a culture of, of extroverts, um, mm-hmm. you got to figure out how, to, again, back to that chameleon thing, you have to figure out how to manage the, your contribution, the thing you want to contribute in, in that environment. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you don't want to reflect too long because then people will think that you have nothing to say and yes. nothing to contribute. So you really have to figure out the lay of the land and make some of somewhat of an adjustment and then strike to some extent. <laughs> and then strike. And then strike. So I don't know if, um, so let's go back to a couple of things, audience. So we talk about um, the value of women when women speak in their voices. We talk about women being a chameleon. We talked about being intuitive. We talk about being observant. You know, if that is not an, a person that you need to have on your team, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. So as you hear this, the women that are listening, this is what you already have in you. It's already there. So you can walk in the room and not be the person that's the only person speaking. It's okay if you only get to say four words, like Wanda said, that impacts people way after you left the room because they're not even going to tell you sometimes of the impact you made. You're not going to hear that until you're having lunch with them like Wanda. And the person said, you only said this, but it halted me. It allowed me to really stop and make some different decisions. Thank you, Wanda. And so we always get to this, Wanda. So we talk about having a voices, ex- a voices experience and, you know, and why should it matter? And then we lead right into this, Wanda. So obviously, if we've had a voice of experience, we figured out, we've talked about intuition and, co- and being a chameleon, we lead with our voice as well. At some point, we get to a point where we're comfortable leading with our voices. So Wanda, can you share experiences about you leading with your voice? Sure. Some of it comes from experience. You, if you've got experience doing certain things, um, you're confident enough to say it this may work or, or this may not work. And it could be um, in the space that I'm in, in terms of people and people management, it could be that um, you're, a person's got a, a, a performance issue and, and you're trying to coach somebody or you're trying to coach somebody around the, the off with their heads because you've worked in HR and so you know how that goes. Somebody's angry one day and they come in and they want to fire somebody on the spot right away. And you're like, well, take a step back. What happened? And is this a pattern? And have you talked to the person before? And are they aware of, of, of the things that, that, that you're talking about? And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. And, but, you know, we kind of take you down the path. And based on sort of speaking up with the, the voice that I know, I'm telling you sort of this is, this is how we have to do it. Mm-hmm. And then other times, asking them to take a step back, it really was this they were upset about something that mm-hmm. needed to be resolved and they needed to talk about it. And then that person winds up being a great employee. And I remember there was one 
um, senior leader that came in and she, he wanted to fire this person because he felt that they kind of went out of the bounds of, of the, the hierarchy and this and that and that and this. And I'm like, well, what did they really do? And weren't they really just trying to get something done for you, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and, you know, three years later, this person's asking to promote the person. So <laughs> I had a, a bit of a save because I'm like, I, I don't think that's what you really want to do. And then the next thing you know, this person is actually really a contributor on the team and, and you want to promote them. And so it, it, it's really having a voice and, and confidence in the things that you do know mm-hmm. and trying to support people and making sure that because you've got experience, because you have confidence, you can kind of help them uh, move along in the right way. And, and some of that's about the work that I do, but certainly um, my experience in that area allows me to have the confidence to help coach and guide people. Confidence in the things you do know. But when we talk about having the experience and being confident and in, in your in experience and equaling and giving you the confidence, that means that you probably had to say yes to some things that you didn't think that you were either ready for or um, it's kind of unfamiliar, but, you know, I want the experience that that has to mean that because you can't stay in one pendulum and have the confidence that we're talking about that's that's based on a lot of experience. Now, confidence comes from a lot of things, but I do believe, like you said, experience gives us that confidence to just know more. We've interacted a little bit differently in different places and spaces, et cetera. So um, that means that you had to say yes to some things in order to have those experiences, Wanda. Oh, yes. I, I remember um, it's, it's quite a while ago, but um, I took a job. <laughs> that I, I kind of had the HR skill set because I just got out of a graduate program, et cetera, et cetera. But the work I was being asked to do was something I had never done. So I got my offer letter and a FedEx package in the mail and, <laughs> and I had this new job that I was going to take and all that. And I looked at it and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, I, I, I know I could do this. I kind of have the, the, you know, the intellectual horsepower to do it but I've never done anything like this before. And, and kind of like a, oh my God. But I got there and, and you know, I'm like, okay, let's think through it. Let's plot it out. Let's let's come up with a plan. And it worked out fine. It was it was great. You know, I was launching something that, that had never been done before in this organization. But I'm telling you, when I got that FedEx offer, um. I was just a nervous wreck about, do you really know how to do this? So sometimes you just have to take a risk and take a leap. And, and that helps you. Again, it, it builds the confidence. It builds the knowledge base. It allows you to walk in the rooms and have vo- a voice. Because when you leap one mountain, you know you can leap several more mountains. Even if you're in a peak or a valley, you know how to leap out if you've taken some risks and you've done some leaps. But what's interesting I, is- I, like, my, my mantra about that is, and it, it, it's, I've, I've shared it with my my daughters who are, are working individuals now sometimes i'll just say you're just gonna have to figure it out sometimes you're just gonna have to figure it out figure it out guys audience that may sound like that you know there were no big words again that she used but that was a pivotal sometimes you're just gonna have to figure it out remember wanda said she got the offer letter and that's when she got nervous she wasn't nervous when she went for that opportunity, though. And no, I wasn't afraid to interview. I wasn't afraid to interview. But then I got the job and I'm like, okay, this is kind of like a, a startup, a functional startup. The organization was already established, but they hadn't done this work before. And I was like, oh, my God. So I've convinced you. And now now I have to figure it out. 
for anyone that's been in their careers for a long time, sometimes when you when you actually um, present something new, you probably think 60% they're going to say no. But when they say yes, you go, oh, okay. <laughs> I got to deliver on this. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you just got to figure it out. <laughs> Thank you, Wanda. And so there's a way that we use our voice, that we interact in our relationships, that we lead with our voice. Um, but sometimes, um, so this next statement goes to, there is sometimes, whether it be leaving um, a project, a company, a space, there's a statement that we have, um, Wanda, that I'd like for you to um, just, just talk about it. The statement, leaving with your voice, it conveys various meanings to various people. But Wanda, when you hear leaving, the phrase leaving with your voice, what does that convey for you? Um, hoping that whatever you have done when you were there was memorable. And so um, my best example is um, I, I grew up and I was a Girl Scout and, and I wound up being on the um, Girl Scouts of Nassau County Board uh, and then wound up being the board chair. And when I was interviewing to be the board chair, the person interviewing said, well, you know, can you commit to six years? And, I, and when he asked me that I, in my head, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to be in six years until I can commit to the, the first two year term. But six, I, I'm not so sure about that. Mm. However, I wound up being the chair for six years. Um, I, I feel like I really made an impact in terms of how they how they fundraised how they selected people who were on the board. Like my, my um, goal was that when I leave, I want the, I, I want the person that I am not to be able to be the target for this board anymore because we've taken it to the next level. Mm. And so we came up, we were able to um, launch a board development committee that we didn't really have before. Mm. And so it's kind of leaving with your voice. And so if my, what I was saying was, I want to leave you with um, a board where, I'm not the person that you'd want on the board anymore because you, you're at the next level in mm. um, creating this committee and establishing it. And just as I was leaving, like we had one year under our belt with the, with the new committee was kind of leaving mm. with my voice. This is what I said. This is what happened. And this is what I left you with. Mm. And Wanda, I, when you said, I, I want to leave you with not just looking for another me, but right. looking for what you need. Um, right. But but you help them identify what their needs are for the next six years so that they could find someone for the next six years and not another Wanda. That's key. right. And, and, and it wasn't so, so much about um, the board chair. It was really just people who could fundraise, people who were involved in the community, yes. people who cared about girls and leadership, um, but, but really had the capacity to take the council to the next level. And so that was the goal. And so moving it from what they had done before in terms of finding board members to establishing this new committee with a different framework was kind of leaving with my voice. Absolutely. Because as they use that um, framework and the framework probably will be changed in several years, it started with you saying, you know, this might be a, this is going to be a good idea moving forward for you to select your board members and board chairs. Okay. Leaving with her voice. You know, and it's amazing that a uh, majority of our guests have so many different ways that they hear leaving with your voice. And audience, you know, I hope you heard um, Wanda say that 
she was a Girl Scout. So she knew this as a girl. So she was able to impact them now as someone that was impacting and engaging in her community itself. Community work is real work. Community work is the work um, that we we impact the people where we're, where we're doing our businesses in. And being um, at the National Urban League, Wanda has had the opportunity to see that in and out. But she goes outside of that and leaves her voice as well. You would think it's enough because she's with this national organization. But it's not, Wanda, when it comes to your work and your voice, I, I hear. It, it really isn't. And I think um, I think it it started probably when I was in college and I'm a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta. Um, and we do, we do things that impact the community. And I don't know that um, when I was growing up, we know we did stuff at church and things like that, but, but not the same kind of thing that I experienced once I became a sorority member. But mm -hmm. I think that became members and the things that they talked about kind of just influenced all the things that I do. And so being a member of sorority and the community service that they kind of, imbued in us when we were pledging kind of had a, an experience for me an experience for me that kind of manifests itself in so many other ways and so mm. the service that I do is not necessarily connected to the sorority but it's a passion that kind of grew from you know 20 being 20 years old and, and kind of figuring out the impact that you as an individual can make on your community and then wanting to do yeah. those things and so again being on the Girl Scout board or, or the National Community College board or the uh, Greater Jamaica Economic Development Corporation Board, all those things are important because the communities in which I live and I know that I make an impact on, on young women, on young people as they, they evolve through college or, or a community where I grew up that's really kind of evolving in New York City. So where your life is taking you, where you are, where you live, where you raise your children, you impact that space consistently. And of course, I cannot, um, uh, when you mentioned Delta Sigma Theta, I, every, every person I know that's um, in the Divide Nine, I know that it's 110 anniversary. So congratulations on your 110 anniversary. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, this is, this is Founders Month. It's going to go on for a few more days. <laughs> Not just us, but everybody else has their day this month. Yeah, my timeline says it. My timeline says it. <laughs> thank you. Wanda, what are any last words you have that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I think it goes back a couple of things that I said. It's about reflecting. It's about intuition. It's about understanding um, the most important times to impact when you when you have a voice. Because having a voice in some ways is, is strategic as, as well as it's not just being an, an extrovert and just speaking up to speak up. Mm -hmm. It really is about thinking about what you have to say and why it's going to make an impact. And I think as women, um, we have the capacity and the ability to do that. And so as, as people evolve in their careers, if they evolve in their lives, thinking about how their voice can make an impact and make a difference is really important and crucial, I think, to the population in general. And so doing that mm -hmm. is, is something that will make a difference for all of us. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you have a voice. That's one, that's one of the things um, Wanda said in her ending statements. Wanda, how does the um, audience reach you? Um, social media, um, how do they reach you and find you if they wanted to reach you and find you? Sure. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's 
Wanda P.H. Jackson, um, SPHR. You can find me on LinkedIn for sure. Um, you can hit follow and you can follow me there. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter too, Wanda P.H. Jackson, both, in both places. I think um, I, my persona on those social platforms is a professional one. And so you'll get an opportunity to hear what I think beyond how women find their voice or how women use their voice. There are lots of other things that I think are important to me. And so happy to have a group of new followers as a, a function of spending some time with Shirley. Thank you, Wanda, so much for joining us on the Will Women Speak with Shirley K podcast. Will Women Speak with Shirley K is sponsored by Life on Power and the brand What If She Knew She Was Powerful and produced and managed by Cleavon Davis of Building Your Brand. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak podcast on the Live Podcast Network.